The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we're going to be talking about things physical money, all things hard assets. Um, this is all about how to protect your wealth, how to build wealth through these times. And Jerry, even though there's so much happening that seems pretty negative, um, I'm so excited about what's happening <laughs> yeah. right now. I'm so excited about just every the other things that we're seeing unfolding. And it's just so, so exciting, especially in the gold and silver market. For example, this past uh, week, we saw, or the, actually, I guess it was what, 18 days, 16 days straight of silver moving down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So silver's been trading in a, a range from 21 to $27 over the past couple years um, since making a big, big move from that um, that March of 2020 into August of 2020, where basically it went up to a high of $31. And uh, so they tried to push it down and, um, you know, it, it definitely appears to have bottomed at this point. Gold as well didn't, I think it slightly broke under $1,800, but it basically stayed in that range and we've been starting to move up. Mm-hmm. And so it really hung in there while we're starting to see the equities uh, unfold and as the, they raise interest rates, the economy's unfolding. Um, everything appears to be unfolding and yet yeah. everything appears to be falling into place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that, right? Totally, Jeremy. The The news cycle, I mean, we're not getting the proper news, the headlines, but if you follow the mediums that we follow here at Guildhall and the news that Jeremy referred to of just everything just falling in line, um, it's a it's making this this job just it's not a job, Jeremy. This is actually a passion. And just meeting people like you guys who are coming in, listening to the show, uh, we're feeding off of each other this this energy, this this uh, this fire and zeal for a market that we know that has been uh, tempered and tried to you know, quell the demand by using paper futures. And but we're seeing the futures markets uh, starting to capitulate. A lot of the exchanges are worried because they can't get the product. They can't, they can't deliver. You know, people and businesses, as I talked about last week with producers' price inflation hitting 11%, the producers who make things, solar, TVs, electrical switches, anything, if they are seeing inflation hitting, the inflationary mindset is what kicked in. And that is what is dangerous. When you have the mindset that says, hey, I need to go and acquire as much lithium or nickel or silver now because I don't know what the price is going to look like a month from now. So I'm taking delivery now. And if the exchanges don't have the physical, but they have to go to market. You're talking about gold and silver. Everything, every, every commodity, any resource that is needed for industry, the producers, the producer's price index, they're putting, they're putting pressure on these exchanges. And we know the exchanges are involved in what? Paper derivatives. You got 400 to one for silver. For every one ounce of silver, there's 400 paper derivatives associated with that. 100 for, for gold. So if you have physical, you're very excited in this market. If you're holding paper, you are worried 100%. Yeah, you know, I've, at this point in the, in the game, I, I find myself having a lot of conversations with clients about how this all ends, 
how does this how does this system end? Where do we go from here? What does what does the change look like? And we always discuss, you know, inevitably this conversation leads to the to the idea that gold is really the bit the bridge. Gold is the holding bay. You know, um, it's not about necessarily creating <clears throat> quote unquote investments right now. It's a place of where do you store your wealth? And as one of the tenants of money. Money should be a store of value, and that's what gold does. And so we, you know, while we don't know exactly how it will play out, we don't know exactly what the timing is going to be looking like. We know that this is the time to preserve your your capital and preserve your wealth. Now, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. This is the part where I, I think people are really getting educated about this. Yeah, define because it. Because in an inflationary cycle that is so obvious right now, you know that if you leave your cash in the bank, you're losing 15%, guaranteed, at least that. Meaning next year, you'll only be able to buy what you can buy for $85,000 today. So you're instantly losing your purchasing power. Now, when you take this year and you start to look back in time and say, wait a minute, this has been going on for years. Okay, it hasn't been 12, 15%, but it's been five. You know, I'm getting this much from the bank and mm -hmm. then I'm, I'm losing this much because inflation's that much higher than what I'm getting in the bank, you realize, wait, this has been going on for quite some time. And yet gold's up nearly 400% in Canadian dollars over the last 20 years. So it's obviously been maintaining your purchasing power. So investing has been a total scam. Unless you've got a great advisor, I'm not saying there's not ways to make money. People can definitely make money. But for the average Joe who doesn't have access to the type of information where they're kind of doing it on their own, they're the last to know. And they've been mm -hmm. scammed by this all. Yeah. Plus, you know, I, I always think about plus um, your income tax, your GST. I mean, Paul keeps going on about the fact that gas prices are up and the government hasn't lowered the, the GST on mm -hmm. or the HST on the gas. No. They, they just... could easily come in and say, you know what, we're going to cut it down to seven, okay? We're, we're not going to be <laughs> greedy here. No, they're just taking a windfall at the higher price. Right. It's absolutely uh, staggering. But I do find myself having conversations about the end game. How does this, what, what is this going to look like? And my point being, mm -hmm. took a long time to get here, no, no, Jerry. No. got to build um, it up. I, I find myself thinking about 1971 and Nixon and the reasons he lifted the gold standard. When, and the, the idea was, well, there's not enough gold anymore to give to, to our, our creditors at $35 an ounce. We can't just keep bleeding physical gold out to our creditors. So we're just going to close the window and, and that's it. They're, they're just going to get the cash. Well, what if they revalued gold in 1971? If they revalued gold in 1971 to $850, bang, just like that. Problem solved. Mm -hmm. You've got all the gold in the world to give to your creditors at $850 an ounce, right? You're giving them a, a, a mere fraction of what they would have been able to take at 35. Mm -hmm. But they didn't do that, did they? No. Why? Because they unleashed the power of central banks and fiat currencies on the world. And who's paid the price? You did. Mm -hmm. I did. Every single person listening to the show paid the price. Mm -hmm. And now, we're, now we know. And mm -hmm. now we've woken up to it. Exactly. So now we're buying physical gold. Mm -hmm. And the number is 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I know you're dying to jump in on this. No, it's, uh, well, you brought 1971 up, and there was an amazing article that was written by Egon von Greyer. It's Gold Switzerland, Matterhorn Asset Management. Gold as cheap today as in 1971. And indeed, if we look at the charts of what gold was like in 
in, 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 uh, versus the money supply in 1971. Fast forward to the year 2000 um, to today. We are in lockstep. We are seeing, we are preparing for a takeoff, a liftoff in the <clears> midst <throat> of worrying about the death of money. And in his article, he started the article with a quote from Thomas Jefferson. It was, he wrote, gold and silver coin is the most perfect medium because it will preserve its own level. Because having intrinsic and universal value, it can never die in our hands and is the surest resource in reliance, of reliance in the time of war. Because Jefferson understood that paper is poverty. It is, the on, it is only the ghost of money and not money itself. Because we have to remember that every paper currency in history has gone to zero with no exception. The current monetary system is currently taking its last breaths. We're on the cusp of death here with this new monetary system. And what we do know, Jeremy, is that without the backing of any physical gold and silver, the system will die. But how do we move forward? It moves forward with that thing that has intrinsic, eternal value. And with gold coming back, a potential new Bretton Woods type scenario happening. And this was cited by the IMF last year with the, with the advancement of, of, of Basel, rule, the Basel III that was rolled out last year. And mind you, there is a Basel IV rules implementation for January of 2023. So there's a lot of speculation, a lot of analysts that see a gold revaluation because he who has the gold makes the rules. We know that China has, has revealed that there is some speculation and some anal an analysis shows that China likely has north of 20,000 tons of gold rivaling and overshadowing the gold, the, the gold owned by the United States of 8,000 tons. But what we're seeing is an amazing move, a pivot towards gold, and they're really using gold in their, in their strategy. Over this past week, it was Russia's finance minister who who was talking about receiving payment. And they said, you know what, pay me in gold. Pay us in gold, we'll take gold as payment for oil. And so the pivot, and they're really moving and they're sucking in and they're vacuuming all the gold possible. Why? Because it's super cheap right now. That too, and it's inflationary. It's basically like $35 an ounce, at like it was in 71. At, at $1,800, it's basically super cheap. Everyone knows it's going to be revalued. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in 2008, all the central banks became net buyers of gold. They knew the system was done back then. Yep. You know, um, it's been a long time coming. That was a, it was a long period of time where they just were able to keep the printing press going and sweep it all under the, the rug and kick the can down the road and not raise interest rates. And now even Bernanke's coming out criticizing, That's right. the, you know, the guy who would not raise rates but ended up on the cover of, of Time magazine as the man who saved the, the financial system is now criticizing uh, Jerome Powell for not doing this earlier. Mm -hmm. I mean, how much doublespeak did Bernanke have during that time? By the way, Bernanke also couldn't see the health crisis coming and the contagion coming if it, if it landed like a, like a pie in his face. It's, he couldn't see it coming. So, you know, is, was that intentional that they didn't really see it coming and yet somehow people still believe these central banks i mean you can see that what nixon did in 71 was not for the people he did not do that for the people he did it for those around him in the power structure that were mm -hmm. looking to get ahead yeah such as the central bankers and look at what it's done 
we've eroded the society as a result. So, and that, that comes from the debauched currency. That's right. But I think that's going to change rapidly. And if you look at what, if you look at what happened with the Russian ruble, the minute they tied their boat to gold, bang, it's one of the strongest currency, if not the strongest currency in the world. Definitely right. one of three str currencies against the U.S. dollar that's stronger than the U.S. dollar. Mm -hmm. So that gives me this unbelievable hope of how quickly things can turn around if we just put our heads on right, That's right, get ourselves the physical gold, and that includes Central Bank of Canada, and let's do this right. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Remember, it has to be physical, though. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's got to be physical, so that way there's no counterparty risk. This is The Real Money Show, where you're listening on AM640. We'll be right back. Lots more to come. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, before we jump into the... The second segment here, I just want to throw out a couple of uh, factoids that gas prices in Canada are up uh, 36%, food is up 9.7%, shelters up 7.4%. Uh, it's pretty, pretty nasty at this point. Uh, when we look at the food prices alone, fresh fruits up 10%, vegetables up 8.2%, meat up 10%, bread up 12%, pasta almost 20%, rice up 75 I mean, why should we be excited right now when this is what we're seeing mm -hmm. in the market? Like, we should be pretty fearful and scared, shouldn't we? You know, it's it's definitely alarming. Um, we've kind of prepared for this. We knew this was coming because, you know, when you have the type of <coughs> MMT policies, modern monetary th uh, theory practices, which is loose, ultra-loose monetary policy, just print and and borrow and buy back your shares and pump up and give people stimulus. universal basic income universal and then basic. they wonder why there's inflation and their universal basic income isn't going as far 100 percent. ship money here ship money there fund everyone except our own citizens you know this is what happens you're going to erode confidence and trust in the currency and we're just seeing the loss of purchasing power the writing was on the wall years ago with the charts that we shared in the seminars where Gold versus every single basket of currency is up almost average eight to twelve percent, depending on the the time and the era and the season of that of that country. And this is the track record, and that's just in normal times. This is these are abnormal times now. We are seeing global inflation. This is not just contained in North America. Uh, you know, my my. But you know, Jerry, some would say, okay, fine. There's inflation, but gold's not doing anything. Gold's up what, maybe four percent this year. I mean, shouldn't it be shouldn't it be already up twenty percent if that was the case? Well, that's a, that's a technical trick, you know, because basically, in when inflation is out the bag, the nation has to raise interest rates. So right away, the the currency moves up in value, and gold and silver opposite opposite traded to the U.S. dollar index. But as we're seeing in the charts, and as as we looked, and I brought up the dollar index for the past two three weeks, this we already seen the U.S. dollar hit. A 20-year high. We talked about that at 104.50. It has done nothing since April 29th. This is where we reverse. This is where, if you look at the gold gold charts going back five years, we've been just hugging the 200-day moving average. This is where gold launches up from this this point of 18, 20, 18, 50. It's going to break all-time highs again. It's just very clear. 
So at the very beginning of any interest rate hike cycle, you're going to see gold and silver get a little volatile. Plus, not to mention, the share markets are ripping lower. We were just a tad away from an official 20% bear market, negative 20% bear market in the S&P yesterday. Right? So we were just trading just narrowly above that right now. Okay. So when you have the New York Stock Exchange, for example, hitting margin calls, they have to sell their they have to dump gold and silver as well. Their paper gold and the silver. The paper gold and silver. So we're seeing the tradable assets in gold and silver yeah, moving people around. Aren't, people aren't selling their physical and that gold is the point. Silver. Nobody is selling physical gold back because that's insurance. That's your intrinsic value. That is what is going to preserve and move up. If we look at the charts, yeah, I know for, I, I would say sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I would say yeah. that the the ratio of sellers, and I'm not talking about you know someone who has to sell a couple ounces of gold from their RSP to withdraw for some cash or whatever, pay maybe even pay for some storage, or these little things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who walks into Guildhall and sells like a 10-ounce bar of gold. We get like one person a month doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it is very, very, it's very rare. rare. It's a very rare thing. Um, so now that we're seeing growth, global growth being revised lower and inflation out in every single country just on fire depending on where you are, this is stagflation. How does gold traditionally perform during times of stagflation? I'm, I'm supposed to ask the questions, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> and how does, how, does, how does gold <laughs> supposed to perform during stagflation? Well, what it, normally happens? So gold does take off versus okay. almost every single asset class from 1972 up to 2000, um, as other things are crashing from, you name it, uh, ships, guns, mines, coal. I can go through the list. Everything just crashing in terms of assets. That's look a at the huge one, list. It basically, it's a chart that looks like um, like a, a high rise. Even beer is down. <laughs> you would think that it would be recessionary proof, but no. In times, what do you of, mean it's down? Uh, as far as uh, real returns, cumulative real returns, as far as growth versus the hidden inflationary, the stealth effect of inflation. Right. Well, it's impossible because things are going up in price and you've got to pay people and everything from shipping your beer to um, to paying the people to make it to the energy cost to make it. How do you make money? Yeah. Things are slowing down. Yeah. yeah. Things are going to slow down because <coughs> inflation ultimately hits your bottom line as a producer of anything. So you're going to have to potentially fire. We're seeing you know, hiring and firing, and some sometimes in certain sectors, people just don't want to go to work, Jeremy. So it's a very interesting time. To it is things. an interesting time. You know, Jerry, I was I was listening to an interview uh, on Greg Hunter's USA Watchdog, and he was interviewing um, a market analyst, Charles Nenner, and he's out of uh, Holland, which was a very interesting perspective. He was looking at the U.S. saying, you know, there used to be a time where you could make rational decisions about investments and whatnot, but you can't do that anymore. Everything seems to be completely irrational, like two and two equals five. It doesn't equal four anymore. So he was like, there's that. But he brought up inflation, um, you know, and, and Greg Hunter was saying, so we should go out and buy rice. Like we should go and stock up. Like we should get, we should get really ready for this over the next, because he said it would last in fact, um, Nenner was saying that this is the beginning of the up cycle for, for interest rates. Interest rates will now continue higher in the, in the decades and yeah. over the next, you know, multiple decades. Um, so, you know, it could go up and down a little bit, but we're talking general trend now is to the upside on, mm -hmm. on that. Um, and uh, he, he just said, 
what do you no you can't just stock up it's no it's just going to be more expensive mm -hmm. that's it and then they got into the gold discussion and on the gold discussion he said you know they were talking and he said look it's it it's got to get to $2,500 first, and then we can talk about where it goes from there. Very rational thinking. Yeah. You know, let's not get too far ahead. Let's get to base camp two. Exactly. Right? Although I think we're on base camp four, but, you know, we're not climbing <laughs> up to any, any summit yet. And also, to, to, to talk about that for just a moment, um, there was an interview with Jim Rickards, you know, five-time best-selling author, you know, on the topic of gold and money and currency wars and such. Um, and he, he talked about the fact that it's to get from 2000 to 3000 is a big, big move, but to go from three to four is easier and four to five is easier and five to six is even easier. So it gets even easier as the market goes, but it's kind of like what they say about making your first million. It's kind of tough to crack the first mm. million and then it becomes a bit easier. So he was saying, uh, Nenner was saying, ultimately, if they were to one day back the currency with gold, gold would be 40 thousand dollars an ounce that's mm -hmm. four zero forty thousand dollars an ounce so again if you go back to what i said in the first segment about you know if nixon were to go from 35 to 850 in one day mm -hmm. we're revaluing what would it look like now um rickards did the math and he said okay you know at a partial gold standard at bare bare minimum fifteen thousand on gold fifteen thousand at a 16 to 1 ratio, you're basically at $1,000 an ounce silver. Mm -hmm. So are we excited about where this thing is going? I mean, even if even if they're half wrong, even if they're a quarter right, mm -hmm. this thing is going to go very, very far and make up a lot of ground. And I know from my past in, in the precious metals market, like when silver went from 20 down to 8 back in, in 2008, and by right. 2011, we were trading at $48 an ounce. The market can forgive a lot. If you're in the right place at the right time, you can, a lot of sins can be forgiven by the market. Mm -hmm. So I'm very confident about where the price of the silver and gold are headed. Yeah. As you mentioned about the, the first $1,000, $2,000 gold to 3000 yeah, it's a very hard thing to do because of participation. Right now, we know that the gold and silver market is at 2.5, well, for gold, it's a $2.5 trillion market versus uh, paper investable assets. So financial instruments represents approximately $220 trillion of investable assets. So when you look at that huge ratio and gold sitting at, let's call it average $2,000 right now, and you have very little invested in metals, the average person owns no gold. Canada owns the overall population is less than 1% in gold. Same with the United States, with 300 million citizens. Now, if, just if, 0.5% of the people or the, invest, the institutions that hold $220 trillion worth of stocks, for example, decide to buy gold, you're literally wiping out... And not out just paper gold, that they decide, you know what, we're going to go out and buy some actual no, physical metal. paper for tangible. Yeah that would wipe out half of the glo global gold supply if it was 1% of that 220 trillion of share assets, investable shares. 1% wipes out all gold available. At today's price. At today's price. See, that's the big myth, right? The myth about gold and gold standard is there's not enough gold, but there is enough gold at the right price. So you're saying right there that it would wipe out half the gold, but if the price of gold 
was double from here, it's it's wiping out a quarter. Mm -hmm. If it was quadruple from here, it's an eighth. So, right. um, you know, if the price of gold goes high enough, then it answers all, it, it, it reveals all answers. Exactly. And to elaborate on this point, Egon von Greos wrote, it, obviously it's self-evident that those quantities of physical gold would not be available. And the only way to satisfy increasing demand in this gold market would be at much higher prices, which could easily be 10 times higher than current prices. Gold is on the cusp of a major move. Gold went up 25 times in the 70s and then paused for about 20 years. That's the big cup and handle. And then gold bottomed at 250. <coughs> so this article, gold is you know, cheaper than it was in 1971 and, and even in the year 2000. We are exactly at that point. I can't, why wouldn't we be excited? This is the point. This is what other asset class offers this right now? This well, everything protection. else is overvalued. Well, you're, you're being offered something really, it's protection. We don't want to lose. We don't want to roll dice. Number one, protection. You want insurance. You want something that's going to be there for you away from anything digital. But you're also positioning for an amazing opportunity. What other asset class offers that? Number two, it's an opportunity. And I want any financial planner or financial consultant to give me a call and so we can have a, a rational chat because I really want to hear. I love gleaning from other professionals in other industries. I'm not one-sided. I believe in balance. But like Egon Van Greer says, all of his clientele are owning gold. Its minimum client is 500,000 euros. And no one is selling gold until, until there's someone else, somewhere else better to go. Yeah. And number three, it's undervalued. Undervalued. Right? That's right. So the trifecta. It's protection. It's opportunity and it's undervalued. So there's there's so much going on in, in the gold market that makes sense. Um, I feel like I feel like Egon von Greyerts, um, we we would we would finish each other's sentences. <laughs> um, coming up in the next segment, Jerry, I want to talk to you about um, an incredible jewel that uh, went at auction. Um, you know, there's been some amazing auctions, and I think I want to start talking about these more on the show because it just goes to show the idea of hard assets during these type of times that we're experiencing. The number 18778silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It has to be physical. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. Protection and opportunity. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. This is the point in the show where we want to talk about some other hard assets. Uh, Jerry, I mentioned before the, before the break that I wanted to tell you about a jewel that went for auction. And they started the bidding at 50 million euros. Euros. And it sold for 135 million euros. <laughs> wow. It is unbelievable because I started following... Um, the auctioneer for Sotheby's. I'm I'm really really enjoying watching all of these auctions. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. You should see how much they had this collection where they sold a part of the collection in October, and they they had another auction a couple weeks ago, and they sold every single piece yeah. of this person's collection. Amazing. Every single, and it was a pretty big collection. Anyway, this jewel um, was actually the all in house 
uh, Olenhout Coupe Mercedes-Benz 300 SLR, like a classic car, and it was sold by Mercedes-Benz at auction. And they're taking the, the, the funds and they're putting into some initiatives, providing education and research scholarships. So they've done some great, they're doing some great stuff with the actual proceeds, but what an unbelievable example of what's happening in general at auctions, which is, it's all about, it's all about assets, mm -hmm. okay? Now, before the show, okay, you guys all have to listen to this. Before the show, I showed Jerry this clip on Instagram of Mark Cuban trying to convince people, I believe, because it was like one of these wealth um, channels. Mm -hmm. Owner of the Dallas Mavericks. He, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, um, talking about cryptocurrency. Now, if I'm wrong on this, please let me know. But he was trying to convince people to get into cryptocurrency. And we were, we were laughing at this because we were saying, is he trying to convince people or trying to tell people not to get it? Because on the one hand, he said, cryptocurrency is very, very complicated for 99% of the people to understand. Do you, do you put it on a piece of paper? Do you take it off your computer? Do you hold it in a wallet? He said, mm -hmm. it's very, very complicated. Okay. And then he said, it's only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. He said, it's got no intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said, he said, you could get, he said, it's very similar to baseball cards or art. They have no intrinsic value. You bought, you bought these cards because you hoped that one day they would go up in value. But his idea of intrinsic value was eating it. Mm -hmm. I can't eat a baseball card, he said. Mm -hmm. So it has no value. And someone just spent 150 million euros on a car. Is he going to drive it to, to Shoppers Drug Mart? I don't think so. Absolutely not. Is he no. going to like do laps around Yorkville? I don't maybe. think so. With that kind of stupid money he made. <laughs> I think you just like leave it there right, and maybe right. turn the engine on. I don't know. Uh, but um, And then he said, so it has no intrinsic value. It's only worth what someone's willing to pay. It's incredibly complicated, and and in that way, it's like gold. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> like, yeah, oh that, my that's where we just shut off the video. At that point, it didn't I, make any sense. I think I cracked the I think I cracked the screen on my phone. <laughs> what is that? Gold has intrinsic value. It's been around for two thousand years. You can melt it, turn it into something else. It doesn't rust. It doesn't corrode. I can turn it from um, a, a an, an Egyptian mask or a Mayan uh, altarpiece into a belt buckle. I mean, if that's not intrinsic value, and by the way, it's held its it's held its value exactly. You, in in Roman times, with one ounce, you could buy a toga, a suit, uh, a su which well, was their today, suit of the yep. day, a belt, and uh, you know, uh, tailor-made sandals. Right. And today, you can still buy those things. I mean, no one wants investments like that, but everyone wants money like that. Of course. So. And I find myself these days, Jerry, answering all of these, making comments, of course, on all of these cryptocurrencies things, saying crypto is a currency, gold is money. If you don't know the difference, now you know where to start. Mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to plant that seed and get people on their own journey of discovering what money actually is. I'm no less anti-crypto than I'm anti-money in my pocket. Of course not. Cash in my pocket. Yes. But I understand what gold is as money intrinsically what it is as money as one of the tenets of what money is as a store of value it's money 
I can't say that about cryptocurrencies. I can't say that about fiat currencies because they're currencies. They're a medium of exchange. That's one of the tenets of money. But as a store of value, we know fiat currencies aren't. And as far as the cryptos are concerned, I have a tough time with that until there's like free energy. Exactly. That's, that's one of the points that I, you know, I turn to regarding my issue with using crypto or Bitcoin as a medium of exchange during times of war, during times of blackout. Or They're talking about blackouts now. I saw Did you that hear, article see that? from Bloomberg. Yep. So this is another issue that we're seeing. With How do they predict that? How do they know that there's just magically going to be blackouts this summer? It's a, it's magic, Jeremy. It's like it's almost Ooh. orchestrated. Like Ooh, last like week, the we're Wizard talking of about Oz. <laughs> it, well, you know, when you have so many things, news pieces are coming out. I saw 2,000 Mules last week. I re highly recommend that movie um, on Truth Social now. So it's I'm back seeing, in theaters. It is. Um, so we're seeing a lot of news news items coming to light with John Durham. It's getting very exciting. So, you know, blackout here, it, it's probably the, the best time to turn off the lights. So when the lights go out, you want to ensure that you have some money uh, in your hands. Cash is good. Gold is good. Even grams, smaller ounces are a wise thing. Have the crypto off the computer. Off the computer because we saw in Venezuela when the power went out, they did not use, they couldn't even use their crypto. They were going back to the grams of gold on the street and gold has been the medium since then. So this is something that we just have to be aware of. We don't, we're not saying that this is going to happen. We just have to insure ourselves, position ourselves, compartmentalize what belongs where. You have cash for here. You have crypto for that. You have gold for this. And we just watch and pop some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, you know, I want to keep following these auctions because they're absolutely amazing. Uh, you had one last thing you wanted to say there? No, it's just we're seeing um, the, the prices at jewelry auctions so far this in the last couple of years have continued to follow uh, this similar you know, pattern of bidding double or tripled uh, from where they are, what the expected prices are. So we're seeing uh, this is a testament of moving away from losing uh, money or currency that's losing value and to parking it to something that's special. And this is what these assets are. Pink diamonds, very, very special. If once you get into a certain category of rarity, it's a very special stone that you can pass on. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildwealth.com. Give us a call. We'll show you how the natural fancy color diamond market works, what to look for in a natural fancy color diamond, and, and how we go about our process of acquiring these natural fancy color diamonds for our investors. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640, and we'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I want to turn our attention slightly towards China. Uh, very interestingly, this week, just before we went to air, I think it came out yesterday, um, Canada has kicked out Huawei, which I thought was pretty significant news for this country, given mm -hmm. that there's so many other countries in the world that have already kicked um, Huawei out. And in our country... We've worked with China on so many different things. You know, I think they helped fund a lab in Halifax together to research coronavirus, which was kind of ironic. Um, we gave them our PPE gear um, in the early days of this. Um, there's just so much kind of interaction between us. I think that, you know, there's that clip that I think the Toronto Sun put out 
of Trudeau years ago, basically talking about how much he loves their right. system the of regime. communism over there, um, which says a lot. So they kicked they kicked Huawei out. Interesting. We were the last people, the last country to do it. But the reason I bring that up is I was listening to Dr. Stephen Lieb, who is uh, very much a China expert, and he was interviewed on King World News, uh, where they interview a lot of people about the gold and silver market. And he was asking the question, why did they shut down now? Why? Why now? I mean, if you think about it, they could have shut down right when this started, mm -hmm. and instead they listened Why to not? the World World uh, Health Organization and said, no, we're not going to shut down. And then eventually they finally did after it, they let it out. That's assuming they let it out in, in, uh, in February, as mm -hmm. opposed to if the, the virus started in the uh, Olympic Games that they had, right? The mm -hmm. military Olympic Games, which was like October of, 19, uh, of 2019. Anyway... I, 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 uh, I digress. He's talking about the fact that why are they locking down? Why now? And he believes that because they want to make the West suffer. Mm -hmm. And they don't mind hurting their own to do it. Mm -hmm. And they can reopen very quickly and get going for their own economy, but that they're trying to bring the pain to the U.S. Before I tell you about the rest of this, art, the rest of this interview, what do you make of that? Well... When it comes, what do you to, make about the fact that they're they're shutting down an entire city of tens of millions of people for a couple people who have who have uh, coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Well, the shipping containers are not moving. Things are not moving. We're going to be stifling economic worries and economic situation even further. Uh, growth is just going to go down the drain. I'm I'm seeing this as far as the economies are concerned. Um, when you lock down, you're going to be, you know quelling every type of uh, shipping container flows ins and out. So this is going to hinder and impact uh, and ripple through the global economy. So with that being said, and when we're already seeing the issues of shortages around the world, this is gonna, just going to continue. And inflationary worries will just continue to surface and, and peak and just continue to go out into the ether. Yeah, it's going to exacerbate the whole thing. So, and you know it's in the pipe now. Mm -hmm. It's in the mail. So it's, it's coming. We just don't know exactly how it's going to hit. I haven't done the research. I don't know what's produced in that area versus other areas that are open in China. But you know that given the amount of ships off the coast, that there's going to be, you know, someone, I mean, someone's not going to get their goods. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to be waiting a very, very long time and have to capitulate and just say, okay, I'm That's never going to get it. Let's let's turn our attention to something else he um, Dr. Stephen Lieb was talking about, which I thought was fascinating in this interview. He was basically saying that everything seems to be backfiring, starting with the sanctions, that the U.S. put sanctions on Russia back in April, and it's totally backfired on them to the point that not only is the ruble having to lower interest rates while everyone else is trying to raise rates and catch inflation, but that everyone is saying... Well, if I do have to buy oil in rubles or gold, well, then so be it. Otherwise, right. I, can, I can freeze to death in the cold and dark. So that's backfired. Mm -hmm. It's completely backfired. Everything else seems to be backfiring on them, too. It seems like everything they try to do ends up making people hate them more. That's right. And we saw the capitulation with one nation, Italy, at the very beginning of the Ukraine-Russia uh, issues. Um, and you know, the sanctions were imposed, and everyone was quick to say, well, we're not going to be using Russian gas. 
We're not going to buy Russian rubles. We're not opening a bank account. We'll fast forward to today in Italy. Uh, Mario, the president, the Prime Minister Mario Draghi says, well, we'll open up. We're open up to that idea. Feel free to go open a Russian bank account and begin trading and get the oil. So the backpedaling begins. The backpedaling begins and life goes on. Uh, there's a G7 meeting now that's taking place over the weekend and we're seeing the old guard meeting up the G7 members. But in meanwhile, the BRIC nations had their own conference, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, all meeting what are they talking about? Global cooperation. There is a global trade happening between Russia and China. Um, just last week, I Russia. Love how, sorry, I love how there's, a, there's such a subtle difference between cooperation and collusion. And collusion, that's right. <laughs> Big. The G7, I feel, is like they get together to collude. The BRICS get together to grow. To grow. Yeah, we're seeing the growth. And yeah. we saw last week with uh, Russia just decided to begin exporting gold. And we know one place where the gold will be headed would be the Shanghai Gold Exchange. So and again, that backfired. The state said, nope, we're not accepting any more LBMA-approved good delivery bars from Russia. Even though we've been buying them for years, anything that's in our vaults, we're going to keep those. Oh, yeah. But anything else coming in, nope. You're not getting that. Well, guess what? Russia found a buyer. So, uh, so sad, mm -hmm. you know, too bad. The culmination of this interview with Dr. Stephen Lieb on King World News was he said everything's backfiring. And the last thing that's going to backfire, and it's going to backfire soon, is keeping the price of gold down. Mm -hmm. He said they're keeping that down because they don't want the exit signs. They don't want people to see the exit signs. People don't buy on the low. They buy when it's going up. They mm -hmm. buy on the indicator. The participation. They see that, oh, things are moving. There's momentum. I should be getting into that market. It's, right. it's, it's, it's making me believe that my, my uh, assertions that gold should be rising, it is rising, then I should be buying it. But it's not. And so that's going to be the next thing to backfire. And when it does, you better believe we're going to be headed to $2,500, which means silver is going to easily break 30. Mm -hmm. And when it breaks 30, does it stop at 35? Does it stop at 40? We don't know. But you have to have a ticket. Yeah. You have to be involved in the market before you do that. And we always recommend that people start small. Go onto the website, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. Pick up an ounce of gold. Pick up a tube of silver maples while you still can. Learn about how it works because you're not investing. You're buying an asset. And uh, it's a great place to start. And then you can move into larger quantities or looking at the RSP, TFSA, etc. So give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Well, that does it for another show. Great show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Great chat. Um, so, it was like really great to talk about all the things we were watching and Whenever seeing this week. So thank you so much to everyone who joined us this week. And we can't wait to speak to you again next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.